Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR 418, and it's a monthly NXT update. And I'm not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by Monty. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm making it. I'm surviving one day at a time, just like we all are. But I'm excited to be here, ready to talk about NXT. And my tone about surviving is really going to make a lot of sense when we get into some of this stuff we're talking about today. But Anyway, this is cool. Uh, ready to do it again, man. Nice, like I said earlier, nice to get back in the saddle. It feels like it's been a while. We we go we go on a nice run of just doing pods all the time. It feel like it's been you get a break, and now we get to refresh ourselves on how good or bad these shows have been. So I'm ready to get into it. Well, we're at that. Like I said, we did take a little bit of break because of WrestleMania season, which we did, uh, of course, review here on the podcast. But today we have three episodes of NXT and six episodes of NXT UK. And with so much NXT, we will do lates on the network on next day. Uh, but we do have time for news. And we're going to start off with Arrivals, because uh, W's version of future involves moving away from indie wrestlers and said teaching college uh, athletes with the right look how to be stars but the future just hasn't arrived yet because one of the latest signing was carla gonzalez best known uh, for being ring of honor women's champion uh rock c uh we also had another few additions we had Teresa shalusa who debuted in nxt 2.0 as fallon henley kayla inlay has begun making the name self on uh, nxt level up uh, we got a six foot two, three hundred five pound force, Joseph Skullthorpe, who was with the Atlanta Falcons. Eighteen year old Maddie Kingsley and a six time state champion in vault. Calix uh, Hampton, twenty two year old former athlete. Uh, Mitchell Laverley, who's made the name himself under Monkia. Mother lover Jake Tucker, which <laughs> you should keep that name. That is probably one of my favourite <laughs> names. Uh, <laughs> Well, right, uh, Bianca Corelli, the daughter of former superstar Santina Morella, um, and of course yeah. a few other names there as well. Um, but you can see we talked about this before. They're focusing on the athletes, but there's still a good crop as we talk about kind of Roxy. And even I've heard big things about Santina Morella's daughter as well. So it should be an interesting time. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was some, uh, like you said, some nice names there. Uh, Bright futures, possibly a lot of possibilities here uh, with the roster going forward. And like they, like you said, they may not be going primarily for the best independent talent like they were in years past. But they, you know, they are peppering in, like you said, talent like that, uh, veterans who know kind of what to do in the ring. But they're trying to now sprinkle a little bit of that WWE twist on it and you know honestly the only thing i have to say about this is that you have to give a lot of this stuff time you know because yeah i think as you can see they're they're going for athletic backgrounds and that's always going to you know give a lot of these people something to fall back on in the ring and all of that but you know at the end of the day i just want to see how everyone comes together as characters and all that i think it'll be nice to see how things develop with everybody when you think about some of these backgrounds uh but when it comes to roxy i i see nothing but big things depending on uh how they utilize her and uh and where she goes going forward is really depending on where nft 2.0 wants to go creatively because like you said a lot of this stuff is very hit or miss that they that they do so sometimes they know what to do and they hit it out the park and then sometimes 
some of these people would just be left to flounder with not much of uh, experience to fall back on. Roxy won't necessarily have that problem, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, but uh, to your point as well, and, and kind of what saying is maybe uh, WWE have said to themselves, well, we wait too long for them to be training as a wrestler to actually be put, you know, in the bright lights. But I feel that that's an issue as well with someone like Tiffany Stratton or you know, Fallon Henley, as it was, being put on NXT mm-hmm. with only you know a few months experience to say well it doesn't work and that's it well you need to go on TV when you're ready and also kind of have right. a plan of action as well and it, it's all well and good going well you know this guy's a college athlete but if he's dog shit and so green that they take him off TV and then doesn't get another chance that will stunt the development yeah. as well you know exactly and it's a lot of different stories we have people like you know you have some people who breeze right through development. And you have some people who, uh, you know, were great athletes who it took a little time for them to figure it out. You know, a lot of the great people that we can think of now who are on the main roster, like the Street Profits and even Bianca and all, like even Rhea Ripley, they, you know, it took time, you know, and they were presenting to us way more prepared for the main roster, in my opinion, than some of these other acts that we've seen or newer acts. So. I think they just should be given the proper time and actual care that a lot of these young characters need, especially when they don't have other, like professional wrestling experience to fall back on. You know, I think it's really important that they give them time. Uh, and, you know, some of these people are really seem like they're fast tracking up, you know, to next to the next level. And we'll see some of it will work out, but a lot of them probably won't. Yeah, and, and this is a problem where it is then literally throwing shit at a wall to see what sticks. But, of course, WWE will phrase that in a better way <laughs> with certain talent coming through. Uh, but that yeah. was Arrivals. We move on to Departures. Well, a possible departure, first and foremost, because if the future of Flash Morgan Webster is up in the air. Uh, he was short-term extension but his contract was expiring soon these negotiations were ongoing between the two uh interesting there where you think with mark andrews and nxt uk you know he's got a role for him but if he's not happy i mean he could expand elsewhere but i think it's quite an interesting one because he probably believes more in himself at this moment in time yeah, it kind of caught it kind of caught me off guard, honestly. But I don't I don't know. Maybe he's been feel like he's been doing the same thing for a long time, and or he sees that his future in WWE will probably be NXT UK at best. And you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. maybe he feels a little stagnant that he know and you know he can see that in the future. Like what? Like look at what's going on with a lot of the, look at what Pete Dunn and Walter <laughs> are getting right now. Like has gotten so far. Like, it's looking kind of bleak if I'm somebody like Flash Morgan Wilson, if you really want to be honest. So maybe that's what's getting to him. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I don't – you know, this kind of caught me off guard. I had I had to admit because, like you said, I kind of thought the whole, you know, subculture and Mark Andrews, I thought mm. they had a, a, a decent thing going. But, you know, like you said, maybe he thought he's, he's, he's you know, he's stagnated and he wants to do his own thing now. Well, this is the thing, and, you know, people might say, well, you know, you've got a job, but the thing is, he's won tag gold with Mark Andrews. Would they be able to do that again? And like you said, if the two great UK champions in history are getting treated on the main roster, what is someone like Flash Morgan Webster going like, to get? Right. Uh, how how can all, you be optimistic? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be optimistic looking at that, man. Yeah. Well, uh, there was a, 
another well a couple of departures are really tough to deal with first up it was nash carter who was released by nxt uk um due to the well as we say alleged photos and relationship with kimberly now i don't really want to go into too much details because i find this a, a trial by twitter but wwe uh have released nash carter so that's what we have to kind of uh to deal with now well, no matter what side of this argument we're on uh, and I feel sorry for Wesley as well because MSK obviously just won tag gold at Stand and Deliver and then this story comes out uh, Monty what are your thoughts because this again uh, was really really quick from WWE from when the story come out to when they yeah I mean I believe it was definitely something that made them uh you know, pull the trigger, you know, it had to be something, you know, uh, that made them have, you know, go ahead and go over and just like you said, do it really quick, really swiftly when they release him. Uh, and I agree with you as far as the details go. I have no clue about anything. I don't like you said, it's, if that's a perfect way to put it. I wish I would have put it in those words on my podcast because it is definitely a trial by Twitter. I've heard I've seen all types of things. And I, I just don't want nothing to do with it because I have no, no, I have, you have no way of knowing yeah. anything. Right, you have no way of knowing anything. So, uh, but like you said, I felt the most work. That's just so bad for Wesley. Now it's like you go from tag champions to immediately what the hell now? Like you, the definition of floundering or just lost now will be in that because you don't know. You don't know if they have any plans for you. If they even consider you a singles run. It's out of nowhere. Then, you know, you know, uh, it's stuff that he had nothing to do with, too. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's rough. Uh, I really, really feel bad for him in this situation. But, yeah, man, it was swift. And I feel like if for them to pull the plug like that, something's there. But I have, like I said, I don't know as yeah. far as the situation goes and what's the reasoning for it. No, I have no clue about any of that. And, yeah, man, it was just it was just crazy. Because, like you said, it, right in the middle of something, we don't, I don't even know. If the conclusion of a, of some of the the tag team storyline that we had going on couldn't have still had something to do with them going for, we don't yeah. even know where they were going with that because it just you know just like that it was over. So yeah, yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. and it's not beyond WWE either to keep Wesley or you know under contract to not use him for a couple of years just so they can't reform MSK. Want to if Wesley even wants to leave? I mean, no one's really spoken about that. And like I said, this situation I'm sure will be addressed by people uh, over the coming months. And another departure, and this hit tough. This this was a tough one uh, because Kishida has decided to leave WWE yeah. after his contract had expired. Um, I just want to put into words how great Kishida was because you and I were in the middle of this. Last year, the first six months of the year, he was the best wrestler on the planet. And they should have just kept that cruiserweight title on him. But instead, they uh, changed yeah. it, created jacket time. Right and it was just never yeah. the same, you know. Um, I mean, again, and I don't want to be WWE drop the ball, but Kushida, you know, it's just a hell of a talent. And of course, Monty, you'll be happy as well. I say you'll be happy. But, you know, to be able to go back maybe to New Japan and, you know, AEW, he's now with Kushida are, are timeless. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy. You know, another reason why I'm happy is because when he left New Japan originally, 
he left because he was doing the same thing as a like a baby face and the time splitter gimmick. He just he wanted to switch up and they wouldn't turn him heel. They would they didn't want to lose him as a baby face or as the ace of their junior division. So he left and went to WWE and WWE could care less. And not that they had to turn him heel, but what I'm saying is, is that he was basically doing the same thing. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> the fact that you found out the fact that you find out after, like you said, they kind of just Left left him alone after the cruiserweight title run because, like you said, he's having some of the greatest, the best, the highlights of the show was when they just they just let him wrestle. Didn't even need a story for some of those title defenses he had, you know, just like going into it. Like, uh, you know, I, I forget, uh, wasn't it? Car- didn't Carmelo fight for that title? Oh, uh, well, it was someone. Yeah. It was it was someone who debuted for that title and like like and it was, it was a great match and I think it was Carmelo Hayes. But either way it goes, the point I'm trying to make is is that. Uh, Kushida was, like you said, on top of the world when they let him do what he does best, and that's just wrestle. But I am very happy, like you said, that he does get a chance now. If he's going back to New Japan, if he works out with AW or whatever his next move is, Ring of Honor, whatever he wants to do, uh, I hope that if he goes back to New Japan, he actually works out the way he can actually be a different character. I'm hearing rumors that that's what they're going to do. They're going to allow him to do something different. So that's great for at least for him. Uh, but WWE, they said no one, the higher up never even considered uh, calling him up. And that's a shame, but I'm not surprised. You know, uh, as great as he is, I love Kushida, but we know what direction they're going in. And we know that just because you're smaller, you can really, really wrestle. That doesn't mean uh, WWE will, you know, or the main roster is for you. So, yeah, if they couldn't get him, they couldn't keep him in, in a great prominent position in NXT. I'm not surprised that everyone kind of saw uh, the writing on the wall coming out, but I hate the fact that his last encounter in WWE is with Von Wagner. Well, Ugh. Von Wagner is just—I mean, Ugh. don't get me started because oh, he's coming to—he's coming to the UK. Yes. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't worry about yeah, it. That's what I'm saying. He's over there, I think. Oh my I don't want him. I don't want him. <laughs> get a waiver. <laughs> no. Anyway, so it's time to start the <laughs> NXT update. Now, we have three episodes, uh, and it is April 5th, and uh, it, it's a hot off the hills. It's a fallout from TakeOver. Don't call it a TakeOver. Uh, stand and deliver. And, of course, we start with a highlight clip of Bron Breaker winning the title on Raw. So what was the point of that at Stand and Deliver with Bron Breaker winning Yeah, the just champion? throw the middle fingers up at me. Yeah. <laughs> We don't. We don't want you to predict anything, right? Oh yeah, we want James to be able to talk all his mess for winning three in a row. Just like they just was taunting me, James. Like I promise you, that's what this felt like. Ugh. Well, uh, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe they did it. Uh, but oh, it's coming. Breaking, Even more is coming, by the way. Well, Breaker put over his journey to the game in the NXT Championship. Um, but it was interrupted by Volta, the ring general challenge the NXT champion, who gladly accepted tonight. The Creed brothers bound to attack Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner, setting up a surprise match. Uh, during the match, Eichner walked out on Barthel, leaving him to take a torture rack slam and a low running clothesline to lose. And then two men attacked Julius and Brutus Creed from behind with steel chairs for real themselves to be pretty deadly, the Yay. former NXT yes, UK Tag Champs. Yes, boy! Yeah! So, we talk about the match first, because there's a lot to dissect here. It yeah. was a really f- opener, with Barfell cut hard way, Imperium are done, 
Is it only WWE? Can a team lose the gold on one show and then the next show split up? <laughs> Just get completely done. No explanation. It was so random, too. Like It was probably the worst executed walkout that I can even think of because it just didn't make sense. Like, I thought they were going to do the spot, and Eichner just said, nope, not going to do it this time. And he just he jogged, and then he walked off and just just left. And no explanation. He never promoted about it. They just, no, they was like, and then that, you know what happened to me? Because I've been looking at rumors, so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, they did say they didn't like Eichner, I guess. <laughs> he just said, screw work. Screw it. You don't like me. I don't, I don't care. Well, the, anyway. the, the, po- the positive from that is how good are pretty deadly, you know, because yeah. we finally on the we talked about they are main well main roster ready. It is, and they are thoroughly entertaining, and they will be uh, a highlight on NXT. I actually kind of when you know we lost Imperium, which is difficult to take, uh, yeah. but since the changes, we care less. But now pretty deadly. <laughs> Uh, we'll get onto the changes with him in a little bit, but we saw Cameron Grimes come out and explain why it meant so much to him to win the championship. He promised to be a fighting champ, and his first challenger arrived in Solar Sokoa, and we get a Bloodline reference as well. My only problem with Grimes is don't make him bland because he had such good will, and he, you know, like, with you know, kind of great baby face that he was. Just don't turn him bland now. Uh, this is I don't want to happen. Yeah. And then we see we see Hudson and Loomis ended in count out, and I hate the whole story. I mean, that was stupid chance. I mean, the crowd are telling you, the people that are there, I tell you. But I did love Wade Barrett referencing the core and Big Zeke on commentary because I don't think that gets mentioned enough. Really, one of the forgotten groups, the former Intercontinental uh, champion. Yeah, and he's barely Vic are saving. Barely Vic saves this show constantly with their banter. Like they tried their heart out to make some of this stuff entertaining. It's because I yeah, this was you know I, I I wrote down. It's funny how into I like we were. I felt like we both were into index when the way was around, and I'm just ready to skip everything they do now. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't even want to watch it anymore. Like I just know it's gonna be pointless, and this was even more pointless because it was a double count out. It, it, it didn't even make sense how they set the spot up. I, I don't even know what to call it, man. It's we can move on. <laughs> well, NXT tag titles up next: Kai and Gonzalez versus Toxic Attraction. Of course, Jaxi and Gina guessing they would become the new champs at Stand and Deliver. Well, it didn't last long because Wendy Chu tried to get involved again, but Mandy Rose took her out. Toxic attraction targeted the knee of Gonzalez, particularly a chop block behind the referee's back to start up the toxic shock for the win. And yes, your new NXT tag team champions, Toxic you Attraction. You see what I mean? And after the match, Kai ran backstage alone, thrown around everything in the path. She warned Rose that she was not safe. And this was very reminiscent of what Monty did after the match as well. Uh, but it was fun, though. <laughs> Fair. That's fair because this pissed me off. <laughs> Thinking about it pisses me off. Like, the match itself was not that bad. You know, I thought it actually was better executed match than what they did at Stand the Level sometimes. Like, the actual stuff that they did, like, in the match. But the finish just ruined all of that. Like, <laughs> because, like, 
Because, like, what was stopping that from being the finish Saturday? It was literally the same thing. Lindy comes out, and all you need is Mandy to be there for her girls, and we don't get those. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally yeah. the same finish, it felt like. So I'm just like, okay. So they come out here, they have the exact same match, damn near. And then you get, like, why did they, so why did you give them the belt any for anyway? And then why did you give Kai and Rocket belts? And then it's like, it was confused. Like, I'm just beyond confused. I'm talking right now and confusing myself again because of how bad this was to me. Like, yeah, I knew the main roster probably was calling Rocky at this point, but it was just like, still, like, I hated the way they did this. I just hated it. Like, maybe if it was done better, I probably wouldn't even mind it and just, all right, okay, you know, that's just being God being petty, right? But no, this is... That's just, it's them know, saying, man. look, don't watch any special event we do. Yeah, stand and deliver. Because there's no point. Completely <laughs> pointless. <laughs> like everything that happened Grimes. at the end of that show, that whole podcast, don't even listen. Like, if you listen to it, it wouldn't even make sense how we ended that now. Uh, just listen to Grimes, Grimes winning the North American title. That's all that kind of happened. Yes, uh, that's the only thing that in that show. Yeah, Agreed. the only thing. Well, in an event where MSK welcomed all challengers from the Creed Brothers to Preeta Deadly, <laughs> Grayson Waller interrupted to challenge the champions with Sangha once Waller was healthy. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. This whole well, thing we're get funny to, now. <laughs> I, I thought I missed saying with, with Sangha and Waller in a couple of weeks' time as well, but we'll get on to that in a second. We'll get to it, yeah. We've got... We've got we've got AJ Galante hosting the ceremony for Tony D'Angelo to become the new Don of NXT. This was awful. Why the the expression? If you look up in the dictionary, deer in the headlights, you will see a picture of AJ Galante. This was unbelievably bad. <laughs> I don't like the NXT fans because some of it, like like Braun Breaker was speaking. I thought they 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 were they didn't have to be like why were they being disrespectful? That was pointless to me. Uh, same thing with uh, it was another the other segment with Grimes. You know whatever. You're right. That promo yeah. was a little bit bland, but I thought okay, come on, like come on now, like why are you doing this now? But anyway, this one I understood completely <laughs> because <laughs> I just was like, what is going on? This is pointless. That entire segment, I was waiting to figure out why are we doing this. It was so unnecessary. It was just filler. It was the definition of trying to feel time. Everybody saw through it. It was bad. Yeah. Well, in the parking lot, Santos Espar and Legado congratulated Don, but also warned him to stay out of Legado's business. Nikita Lyons beat Lash Legends, and people are perverts. This probably got one of the biggest cheers of the night as well. Main event, NXT Championship, Bron Breaker versus Volta. And Breaker was the first man to dominate him early, but his lingering injuries from the past weekend <clears throat> made it hard for him to stay in offence. Spider Nonsal, the champion, lifted up the ring general for the military press power slam for the win. Uh, and then afterwards, Rick Steiner appeared on the Titantron, tied up by Gacy and in a cage. I am not making that up. Yep. Uh, first and foremost, let's look at Volta's last NXT match. Um, <laughs> this was a... The great powerbomb, near fall and splash, which has beat Pete Dunne mm-hmm. before uh, with Breaker looking well. But honestly, man, Gacy is just such a massive step down. Yes. Uh, uh, immediately. Just like, I couldn't believe that they were like, I was like, what the hell did Gacy do to give him a title shot? 
honestly, like what has he done that 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 earns him this spot right here? You know, and then I didn't he then they showed him with his father. I'm like, okay, so this is what he's gonna do. <laughs> but still, like anyway, no, he yeah, I it didn't make a, a damn lick of sense to me. The match, like you said, was uh, was cool uh, to me. I thought it was fine. Uh, but the thing is, you would assume beating Walter would felt would have felt bigger, but it it didn't have any heat because you know it was out of nowhere kind of, and you know we know that this was that this was gonna we didn't I don't know if they knew Tuesday was gonna be his last match, but you know as we can see this that was his last one. So you know I just I wish it was gr- more groundbreaking because the Walter I think of or you know what I mean, I, he was unbeatable. You know that, that mm. pinning him was uh, was monumental. So doing the Gacy stuff right after that big victory for Breaker also, I didn't like that either. Like, I wish they would have just faded to black, let Breaker stand tall as champion right there. And then if you want to do the Gacy stuff, do it next week or something. Uh, but maybe, you know, Rick wouldn't have been around. But they could have filmed it and did and aired it next week or something <laughs> just, like that. But something, anything. But, or not do imagine, it. But, you know, if you're going to do it, don't do it there. Imagine, the, imagine the phone call. On you know, and it's um, True. you know, Rick Steiner answers. He's like, "Hello," and they go, "Oh, listen, hi, this is Rick. This is WWE. <laughs> um, do you want to be at Stand and Deliver on Saturday afternoon? Your son's in the main event. Oh yeah, of course. And I tell you what, Rick, do you want to be in a Hall of Fame? And you know, we'll give you the Hall of Fame ring. Oh, that's right. excellent. You know, your brother can be in as well. And oh, Rick, whilst we're talking, um, Tuesday, is it a right to be handcuffed and put in a steel cage? Uh, I'm just, I'm just wondering if that's the kind of is that is that okay? And Rick's like. That's fine. That's my normal week anyway. You know, like, what the <laughs> fucking hell? Anything <laughs> for your kids, man. Anything <laughs> for your kids. That's all I got to say. Doing this uh, for the son. But, yeah, this is bad. This is bad. This it's was... only, and you know what? It's, gonna, it's about to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, worse. we start... We start April 12th with a good thing. Uh, NXT North American Championship, Cameron Grimes versus Solar Sokoa. It's a really good back and forth clash. And Trick Williams pulled Solo off the top rope. And while the street champion of the island planted him with a diving splash, distraction now Cameron Grimes took the cave in for the victory. Trick and Hayes attacked the NXT North American Champion afterwards. And Melo reluctantly let go of the title we lost just 10 days prior. But this was a fun opener. And again, I think the fans were more into Solo than they were Grimes, which I was a little bit surprised about. Yeah, I, I wrote down. I said, these Orlando fans are going to turn Grimes heels <laughs> like immediately after winning for his father. Like, I get it, though. Like, Solo was presented awesomely. And they didn't really, you know, he's not a bad guy the way they've been presenting him. He's a tough guy. You know, he's a fighter. But. He hasn't proven to be a bad guy on television. So I kind of can understand it when you book it this way. But I agree. It's kind of surprising just how over Solo is by comparison to uh, Grimes after, like we said, all the great character work he's been he's done. But, you know, this is great. Like you said, this is this is the uh, NXT uh, 2.0 as of late at its best. The North American title has been, you know, when Melo had it, it was the highlight. And I think it's continuing on with with Grimes. And I I, I wanted to kind of I kind of this made me wish that the North American title was kind of like the uh, television title of old or TNT title, where you just got great matches like this all the time, like more stuff like this and less Gacy stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is with WWE 
or professional wrestling it's the only place where you say i did this for my father and people go fuck you like it's 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 crazy (laughs) so many times it's like you've got the you've got what you wanted you're happy fuck you like it just there's no this is why the chase is you know we talk about it with uh you know wrestling with a a baby face and that's why it's amazing someone like adam page Mm -hmm. has still got the kind of response he's got but i'm not talking about AEW. we're talking about nxt unfortunately because then we see joe gacy (laughs) burning rick's hall of fame ring but my only hope is right is give joe all the kind of shit ideas that you have for bray wyatt and you know all do them all (laughs) and then if bray eventually comes back you'll be out of all that shit and he can just do what he wants to do you know that's my only feeling about it this kind of cult leader (laughs) bollocks is just shit (laughs) i can't yeah it's bad it is so bad and i don't even know you know what the worst part is now it's starting to get like 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 you said culty and weird he was always Weird, but like original, like it seems like they're just picking it up to the next level now. And uh, you know, I know they're trying to get heat and trying to make this more like this. Honestly, if you think about everything Breaker's been doing, this is probably the most personal feud he's had. It's a damn shame that it's just hard to take it seriously because of how over the top they have Gacy uh in this character. It's just yeah, it's only gonna get worse though. We're not even. It is gonna get worse. The thing is, and I know it's next week's episode, but. If it didn't work for Hogan and Warrior back in 98, it's not going to work for Gacy in 2022, is it? But again, oh, I got deja vu, brother. Deja vu. Von yeah, Wagner. Von Wagner oh. made light work of Jiro after attacking Jacket Time backstage. Bye bye, Kushida. Jiro was thrown into the yeah. crowd. Um, and if you want to see someone thrown into a crowd, because people were going like, holy shit. Watch Bam Bam Bigelow do it to Spike yes. Dudley. Because yes. that, <laughs> when when you see that, then you go, oh, and, you know, don't worry. They weren't real fans. Everything was fine there. Um, mm-hmm. And then the NXT Women's Championship match, Mandy Rose versus Dakota Kai. Talks attraction caused a distraction, which rhymed. Uh, and that allowed the women's champ to connect on a bicycle knee to win. I mean, Kai doesn't need singles gold to be remembered as, Possibly one of the greatest in NXT, in all seriousness, you know? Yeah, she she, she has a track record. You know, I, I don't want to say this because it may sound like a uh, like a dish, but it's like uh, she's almost like a, in a, at this point an Italian of NXT. Like, like she, she's done it all, anything that you can do, like, and been around, you know. And like you said, she don't necessarily need it. It would, it could, it would be nice, but I, I didn't give her a second thought of winning it, though, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I I think a lot of her matches, I think this match showed me, honestly, when it comes to Mandy Rose, how well they've done in, in her big title matches of hiding her weak spots, if you see what I'm saying, because they, they've been giving her multi-women matches and other scenarios to, you know, put the title on the line to where Mandy does, do not have to be the main focus for, for the, you know, for the long, you know, for the entire match. In this match, the longer it went, you can kind of see, uh, you know, summer her shakiness still is there, but you know, this is still solid. And uh, you know, if Kyle was presented more of a threat consistently, you know, maybe it would have had more drama. But I'm, I'm, you know, it's predictable, but that finish is overdone at this point. I think at this point, toxic attraction that's just everything, that's the only way 
that they're going to continue to win. And it's like, all right, at some point, we're going to have to, somebody's going to have to, you know, figure this one out. So we'll see how long it continues to last. But, you know, it, this was fine. Yeah, no, I agree there. And Tony D tried to pay off Legada del Fantasma's peace offering, but Santos Escobar refused. Cora Jade then refused to give up on a dream to be NXT Women's Champion. And we spoke about Natalia just a minute ago. She interrupted, telling her she was the future of the NXT Women's Division for slapping her in the face and putting her in the sharpshooter. And Natalia probably this got the cool. most positive. She probably got the most positive response that she's had in years. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It felt like ever, right? Like, that was great. I understood why she teared up for a change. But I also can understand why she started to smile. She, she was smiling so raving because she knew she had him. That's why I really got her, I think. Because she's like, oh, ooh. Because I, I know what I was about to do. I was waiting for the hook because this was just a little too lovey-dovey. But uh, it was great, though. I, I like it because it kind of played off real life. Because Cora J really is someone who was a fan of the longer tenure uh, ladies like Natalia and AJ Lee. She, I'm so happy that they got, that she name dropped AJ Lee. It's like, I don't know why they act like she's a ghost around there. Like, she was great. But, you know, anyway, like, for real, like, she's one of the names that should be mentioned all the time. She's really, really good in a time when women's wrestling was not the focus at all. But anyway, uh, it's great to see Natalia. Like you said, this is very, very positive for her. And I really love that twist, man. That slap. I just thought it was really, really well executed. Like, so 2.0 really screws up a lot of these promo segments, but this was was well done, in my opinion. And, you know, here we go once again, praising a veteran coming back to 2.0. And maybe that just show you the experience level of most of the people that we're <laughs> watching now, I guess. But, yeah, the veteran came back, knocked it out the park. I love it. The thing that worries me, though, is that we've seen a lot of wrestlers or, you know, now with pictures of wrestlers, you know, MJF with CM Punk, Kevin Owens with Stone Cold, Cora Jade with Natalia. Makes me worry the picture I took with Drew McIntyre that he's going to come hunt me down soon. It's just like, you know, it's just, it's just, I definitely, you we're definitely getting old, man. We're definitely getting old. Like all of our before you know it, you know, uh, Roman Reigns photos will be popping up. Like, I'm serious. Like every. It's, it's crazy. We're almost there. Oh, God, <laughs> it is is scary. And Zion Quinn defeated Draco Anthony. And then the NXT Tag Team Championship Gauntlet match, Brutus and Judas Creed started out first and got the first fall of Woken Wild and Raul Mendoza with a low-running clothesline. Brutus got a surprise low-running clothesline of Brooks Jensen to eliminate him and Josh Briggs. Credit to Brutus recovering after being put through the announce table, which was a really good looking a bump indian braun sanga dominated until brutus lifting from olympic sam to set up another clothesline elimination and then pretty deadly came out and beat down the creed brothers taking advantage of the wear and tear opponents after multiple kickouts pretty deadly won with spilt milk on brutus yes your new <laughs> nxt tag team champions pretty deadly yes boy side check we have got new champs um we should say there's a couple of changes, Monty, before I let you know. Del Toro was wrestling, actually, instead of Raul Mendoza, because we've made a change name. And, of course, uh, Lewis Howley and Sam Stoker, we hardly knew ya. It's now Kit Wilson and Elton Prince. I knew those uh, names were different, bro. <laughs> I knew those names were different. I wasn't even paying attention. At first, and I said, Kit Wilson. I'm like, no, 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 no. Nobody was named Kit <laughs> So, 
Yes, I was. I actually okay. popped for this. Pretty deadly new NXT tag team champions. Yeah, uh, this was this was good. I it made me wonder though. I was like, man, was this really the plan? Were they always the the attackers of the Creed Bros? Uh, or you know, like what what would what how would this would have played out if MSK was still the tag champion? I really uh, it's funny. Like it's one of those what ifs now that we'll never really know. Or if it if it had anything to do with the tag belts, like would this just been a way to just make them de- just allow them to debut? Would have been like costing them a rematch, maybe against MSK. I don't know. Either way it goes, uh, this was cool. Uh, like you said, uh, the Creed Bros, man, they really, really, I thought, looked like stars here, man. They shine, uh, and uh, you can tell that they're uh, who they're trying to build this new, newer tag division around. I love Legato, but there's no way in hell they were going to win. You know, uh, no one is probably better at looking great in defeat than them. I'm almost like <laughs> sure about that, but uh, I. I must say though, this was a, this was like I said, a really really fun uh, gauntlet match, like gauntlet, but it wasn't as lengthy as lengthy as a lot of them tend to be. So uh, they they got a lot done, uh, but I'm gonna have no problem with uh, Pretty Deadly walking away as tag champions. It's fresh, and like we just talked about with the chase with the Creeds, now they're you know back on the chase because honestly, look at all the stuff the Creeds have been through. <laughs> like they get screwed here. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 won the Dusty Cup and had to you know make a multi man title match instead of actually getting a straight up title match. So like yeah, when they finally get the payoff and win the titles, uh you know down the line it'll be great for them. But uh this was great in my opinion. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, before the last NXT, we had a couple of more of name changes because WWE are just fucking with us. Uh, Casey yeah. Cantizano's new name is Katana Chance, which sounds very Bond-like. What? The worst one, Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray's new name is now Alba Fire. <laughs> you see? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, <laughs> what are they doing, eh? What the are haters. they doing? They really they, are. Uh, just, yep. just move They're on. They're ruining dude. it. Yeah, I, have, I can't. I can't. T- I have nothing to say. I have nothing <laughs> to say. <laughs> well, we'll move on. Last NXT, April nineteenth, and I thought I was watching NXT UK. We're pretty deadly celebrating their victory. By the way, they don't watch NXT UK, do they? I'm sorry, but they don't watch do they? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you get interrupted by Grizzled Young Veterans, who were the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions as well. Uh, and a, bro- a brawl broke out and cleared the ring. And then Bron Breaker took the ring, called out Joe Gacy. The hill mocked the NXT champion and told him to come find him. I mean, I love the tag stuff, but the Gacy stuff Ooh. is the shit. But it is going to get worse. We have warned them all. It is going to get worse. Mm. Um, you can take Sarai getting sacrificed by Tiffany Stratton. I mean, this was beyond a joke <laughs> with Sarai. <laughs> like, just screw that new character, right? Like, it, it just done nothing for her at this point, you know? And it, and then it's, it's about only about to get worse moving. Like, look, you, look at the rest of the women's division. Like, where, where, the, hell, where the hell does Sarai actually rank? She's you know, like, come on, man. Like, it, it's only getting worse because they're adding talent. So it's just, yeah. Um, mm. If you're below Stratton, that that says a lot, right? Now. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just not a notable way to start the show, anyway. Either like, why yeah. the hell would you start the show with this? <laughs> well, 
what when the fuck did Grayson Waller and Sanger split? Did, did I miss? <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, see, I thought you saw something. You would have knew. Like, cause I know you watch, you know, you watch pre-shows, but I know it, ain't, it hasn't been a pre-show. Like maybe you saw a YouTube, uh, uh, a WWE.com exclusive or something. I don't know because this was random as hell. I had no clue that he was mad at him for getting pinned in the gauntlet match. Like, I said, is that the reason why he lose one match? <laughs> the thing is, it's like. Right, we're going to make a tag team. Why? To split them up. It's like, <laughs> why, why make tag team then? You know, it's, oh no, we've so got rushed. to. Oh my, and oh. Waller pinned him clean as well. Yes. I know, like we said, the Indian Broad show him it's not great, but fucking hell, cut his legs out much. <laughs> That's why I said maybe some is being fast tracked because they want to, you know, want another big guy on the main roster. So they just splitting them up with Waller to get them out of here, but I don't know. That that's not a way to do it if you are gonna that's split them up. But yeah, I this was just so rushed. I they I don't think they know what the hell they're doing when they get that get to work. I think they just like you said, just spitballing at this point, man. <laughs> oh, fucking unbelievable tag action next. Good young vets and Legado making it work. <sighs> It's a pure spot fest from start to finish, mm-hmm. flying by to each other, key moment <laughs> in less than four minutes that they got. But <laughs> luckily, NXT was then saved by Santos Escobar versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, yeah. This was a great match, but you still have to have NXT 2.0 silliness with two blokes in suits showing up and blasting yes. um, oh, Escobar with Melo hitting the leg drop. Uh, but what I thought was quite cool, actually, was Silas Sokoa coming out, laying out Trick and Mello, reminding him it's going to be a triple threat match for spring breaking. Don't even start with Don't spring start. breaking. Nope. Uh, this, again, North America title, you said it, Monty, and you're right, shining light of the show. Yes, the only gem. It's a hidden, it's like the only gem here, man, because this is a month's just, I don't even know what to call it at this point. Uh, you know, and I mentioned earlier that Legato was the best at looking good in defeat, but GYV, you know, in NXT. <laughs> they've not won you know, in two years. But, but they don't look good at this point. They just get defeated, you know, and uh, I don't know. They're taking the crown at this point, though, man. I, they came out and gave a passionate promo. I was like, okay, we're going to finally take them seriously. They feel insulted that another NXT UK team and tag champion before them. And I, nope, nope. Nope, just lose. <laughs> that was that was sad. But anyway, uh, yeah, the match with Hayes Escobar, I knew it. We knew it would be great, but I also just was expecting the nonsense because I knew Escobar had stuff going on with D'Angelo, and uh, you know, they're they're now we're gonna have a turf war. It seemed like they're hinting at with this, and uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Whatever. It's like Tony Whatever. D is ruining all our favorite wrestlers, like Pete Dunne. Yeah. Chumper. Chumper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's true. <laughs> getting out on these. Another man who's got a winning record, a bit like Grizzle Young Vets at the moment, is Roderick Strong. But he promised Malcolm Bivens that he would start making examples with anyone who questioned his vision for Diamond Mine. So... We looks like we well they're tag team. We're gonna see a split sooner rather than later. Uh, and then Natalia versus Tatum Paxley. Paxley fought hard against a veteran, but she was chipped face first. And this up Natalia to lock in a sharp shoot to win. 
this was all right, I suppose. And um, Nathan Fraser is on his way to NXT 2.0 to lose to Grayson Waller, presumably. Because yep. that's, mm-hmm. that's what I was about to get <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, it was funny. I was excited. If you remember a few weeks back, I was like, "Yeah, a kid in in AC two point Uh, uh, nope, I'm not falling for it. This time. <laughs> I'm not falling for it. Oh my yeah, goodness. yeah, <laughs> we've we've learned the hard way, and then someone that's learned the hard way as well was Wesley explaining the sensation of rough few weeks. We brought out Zion Quinn to challenge him, and I see Zion Quinn, and I just see Vincent Man getting hard because that's the type of guy. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Praise and priest. That's what he wants. And, everything like this. Um, and yeah. if you want to look at what an actual sacrificial lamb is, it was Wesley in that matchup. And then we saw a vignette for Roxanne Perez, who's supposed to debut next week. However, Toxic Traction mocked her and said they would debut against JC Jane. Uh, Wendy Chu appeared on the Tartatron to showcase her hard work, redecorating Toxic Traction locker room, which allowed Perez to hit a sunset flip bomb for the win so we talked about roxy earlier this was a great debut but before i get your thoughts monty i've got to say credit to jc jane because she has changed my opinion when toxic uh, debuted with mandy rose uh i was not sure and they are a highlight usually each show and jane has showed out in recent matches as well uh what did you think of this yeah i agree i think honestly uh as somebody who uh, honestly don't like, the only thing I don't really like about Toxic Attraction is just how sexualized for no reason they have to be. Yes, they are attractive. It's, it's, oh, it's I didn't simple, notice. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Like you didn't know. <laughs> no. Like, but like, let's just stop trying to act like, you know, it. Most first of all, your average wrestler is not. Come on, anyway, I'm not even gonna go down that, that alley. The point I'm trying to say is that. If they if they tone that down and just didn't have to do it, like it's in the name, first of all, so you don't have to just keep telling this. And everybody fawns over them. Like if they could get some of that out the way and just do what they do, be the great heel persona that they are. Like you said, they're all solid. You know, Jason's. I agree, definitely. More. I think Gigi is the best in the ring, but Jason's yes, right. Yeah. You know, right there. And then you know, uh, and Mandy's. Probably the Mandy's, Mandy's a you know, few steps least, back, but <laughs> yeah, she's a few steps back in the ring, but she does a really good job at be, at playing this confident champion character. I will say that she's not, I don't like, she does a good job there, at least decent enough. So they, like you said, a very much high, like the women's division has been, uh, you know, not deep, and that's not their fault. But like you said, every week, Toxic Attraction is usually pretty good, and I thought Jesse Jane was really good here with Roxy. Like you said, and uh, I, I watched her in the past. I'm not an expert on her work, but I was definitely impressed with what she had a chance to show. And uh, you know, this was cool. You know, the distraction finish, you know, was what it was. Uh, but you know, Roxy's future in NXT can be, uh, you know, really good given time if given time. Yeah, there's a real kind of AJ Lee feel about her as well, and yeah. and also it wouldn't be NXT 2.0 without an upset victory on an update. So at least we have got it. Uh, yeah. Santos Santos then found a fish on his car. And then Indy Hartwell and Persia throws a trick. Why was this made of Vic? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know, but they tricked him. The Green for an tag match. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, thanks to a few mis- miscommunications between the challenger and the culling of the champions, Pretty Deadly had the number. Uh, Elton Prince, I cited Hudson and Courtney with a big boot off the distraction of Kit Wilson to take the win. But this is probably the first time 
I have found saying that Index and Hudson is doing as entertaining and pretty deadly saved the storyline. And I'll tell you something else. Prince was great in this, or the blonde one, if people get used to him. Come star in this matchup. And I really do feel there is big, big upside of this. But like I said, why was it a main event, you know? Yeah, it wasn't like it was well built, you know, or anything. Like, it was just that one, you know, kind of, like, tricky promo segment, and then here we go, title match. Uh, uh, and it was just, like I said, soon to me. But, you know, it's fine. You know, I, I thought it would be a fun to watch match, man. And, uh, you know, uh, but I wasn't, of course, with, with like I just said, not much build. The champ retaining was always uh, expected. And, you know, this was good, though, to me, because, like, uh, Dex and Duke are, Making Dix and Duke a team, you know, actually wasn't that bad, honestly. So, you know, I thought, like you said, this uh fine. Was it main event worthy? Probably not. But, you know, uh, I think, like you said, pretty deadly is or they have a formula, it feels like. I this is right up their alley of what they tend to do, which is outsmart the, the baby faces usually. And uh, yeah, this was good though. Uh, but you know, I didn't yeah, that ending of the show, whew. Well, we gotta get there because it's, it's the like I said, yeah. Because the you know what? I actually wish that was the actual main event. I actually <laughs> wish that pretty deadly just ended the show. With, they're celebrating their win. Ugh. Well, the lights went out afterwards for revealing Joe Gacy on the stage. Bron Breaker charged up to him and agreed to a title match at Spring Breaking. So Gacy returned his father's Hall of Fame ring. Gacy then knocked Bron off the stage. And as he fell, a group of hooded men surrounded Breaker to end the show. I mean, what I the just wrote fuck? WTF. Yep. <laughs> WTF. Like, what was that? Just like, what was it, man? The, the, like you said, the mirror, the, uh, the mirror shots and all that. Like, all, all, everything about this. He, he became a horror movie villain and a bad one at that. Uh, a bad horror movie villain, not like like overnight. He, he got supernatural powers now. Like he, like you said, he all he's always been a weird guy, but he has never had any of this. Now he got, uh, I guess, druids. Like I don't even want, I don't even know why I'm thinking about it even this deep. Just it was just bad. It was bad. NXT was bad because of this. This is for the NXT Championship, James. Well, the thing is, is Ugh. like. If if it was Andre Chase in this situation, it might make a little bit more sense because you could say Chase U was a cover for this kind of underground, you know, group yeah, that they've got together, fair. you know, mm-hmm. or some association with people. But it just feels like, you know, like I said, with this kind of this leader all before, and this is why the White family never worked because of shit like this. And as we right. mentioned. When it comes to like supernatural stuff, the only wrestler that seems to ever made it work was like The Undertaker, right. you know, because otherwise you just can't believe it. And it makes Bron look like a oh, fucking he looked, idiot. He looked so bad. And that's what I was about to say. Like this man attacked your father and you and you have you have, you're standing this close to him. And you don't just tear him up and take your ring forcefully. Like I was like, what is stopping him from just beating him down? Like why? Why are they talking? 
Because at this point, it's personal enough to where they shouldn't be talking. He he's tortured your father according to this storyline. So why are we just why is this still anything to debate? So it, just, it just made yeah. no sense whatsoever in general, besides the supernatural. And then once you throw the supernatural on top, it's just laughable, you know? Well, what I ever find laughable as well is the fact that people might have accused us of being too much into NXT, you know, especially <laughs> maybe a year, year and a half ago. I don't think we're pulling any punches today. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't. This is bad, man. Like, just ask me what you thought I feel overall, because I, I almost wrote a paragraph. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on NXT, these three episodes uh, that we have reviewed since Stand and Deliver? NXT has been horrible. You know, horrible. In a lot of ways, you know, over this recent batch of episodes, the NXT title story is, I couldn't even come up with another word other than horrible, but it's just atrocious. Whatever you have, thesaurus me some more words for, for horrible because that was just that bad. Like, I don't even know what to say about it. It's almost unfathomable how far... Like, I, I'm begging for Dolph back. I'll take another Dolph rematch. You know what I'm saying? Like, please, anyone. Mm-hmm. like, Or just send another NXT veteran. Like, sign Bo Dallas and just say, he, oh, yeah, I used to be NXT champion. And they just fight just for no random reason. Now, that was just me standing out for Bo Dallas. But I have, I have no other reason to tell you to sign him other than the fact that I like Bo. But... Anyway, besides that, that's just, it's been bad. Other than the North American title and Natty and Core, you know, I don't mind what they're doing right now. I wrote that down. That 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 was that was okay. And you know, but and uh but they're obviously thin on challenges in every division other than the North American title, really. Like even in the tag division, if you really want to talk about it, Legato. The uh, you know the 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 brawl the bar brawlers uh you know Jensen and Briggs and uh let's see I'm trying to think like is is it really just three other teams when you got the Creed back like uh, like that gauntlet match is that really their entire division because I really can't think of anyone who consistently is vying for the tag title you remember the 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 uh you know so anyway not the deepest tag division especially without MSK now not the deepest you know in the, the women's division, either either side, tag or you know, you know, main women's title. So right now, in a, their only strong point is the t- in a North American title, and the fact that they do a really good job of having multiple things going on in their women's division. That's the only thing I will give them. Like even if it has nothing to do with a championship, it's you know, it's something. It's a you know, even if the story is not great, it's something going on there. But yeah, it. NXT was almost unwatchable, man, other than, like, you know, North American Championship. It was, like, really, you can almost throw away everything else. Well, it makes me worried for, like I said, spring breaking, which will be the next update, because it will be Joe Gacy versus Bron Baker. And I do not put it past NXT. I mean, I know the event's called breaking, but I still wouldn't put past them to put on Joe Gacy if they want to bring Bron up, because this is... Wasn't it Randy Orton who said recently these kids don't know what the hell they're doing or something? Like, if that was true or what, if that's something that he supposedly said about NXT 2.0, it is literally, it's really starting to look like it. Yeah, So it really is, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bad. tough, tough time. But yeah. we do have a saving grace when it comes Let's to get NXT. Let's to it, please. <laughs> because, of course, it is NXT UK and we have six episodes to catch up with we start march 17th and the fans are back 
and Yay. Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith began their seemingly long journey, potentially earning an NXT UK Tag Team Championship rematch. Step one for Carter, defeat the incomparable Tyler Bate, the only Triple Crown champ in NXT UK history. With Bate perched at the top late in the bout, he was distracted when Trent Seven instigated a shoving match with Ashton Smith at ringside. The moment he lapsed in concentration, costly. After hesitating for an extra second or two, the big strong boy went airborne in an attempt to wipe out his bow. But Carter caught him in a crafty backslide to score a clutch free count and quite possibly the biggest win of his career. And I tell you what, he looks the part and that performance was there for him there. Really impressive. Yeah, this was great. Um, you know, and like a, what a difference the crowd makes, man, on the way that the show just kind of feels, you know, and uh, this is just really good, you know, and it's nothing new for bait, but like you said, for Carter to show out the way he did here and, you know, uh, it's finally one of my first times I know to see a true chance to see what he can do in a single setting. And he, he knocked it out of the park, like you said. And it was very competitive. And uh, it was I was just waiting for the underdog to fall. And then that finish at the end there, you know, with seven cost and bait, you know, uh, it's a slow burn of something there going on, like seeing this change in seven. And this is, you know, another another situation with seven calls bait, you know, kind of like with the Heritage Cup. So I like that finish. And uh, it was just this is very, very good, you know, and bait losing here. He didn't lose a thing. If you see what I'm saying, it didn't look bad at all. He losing the Carter. Carter gained everything. The challengers looked looked like more of a threat. And they continue to tell this story with seven and bait. This was this is great. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And we see A-Kid wants Saxon Huxley for a tag partner versus D Familia, while Ball swears he's going to give hell and torture to Eddie Dennis. And then Nina Samuels versus Amina McKenzie. And Samuels, who claimed McKenzie's dead weight for NXT UK Women's Champ, Miko, took the upper hand by sending her opponent throat first in the middle rope. And Ayla with a drop kick. McKenzie was left reeling after Samuels took down her by yanking her hair. McKenzie nevertheless dodged a moonsault attempt and hit a bone-rattling spear for a hard-earned victory. I mean, Nina, who deluded, but he's starting to get loved by the crowd because of that. And I thought this was fine, but I think Amelia's just a little bit bland. I don't know what you think. Yeah, they haven't really given her much, or given us as viewers much to latch on to with her, other than the fact that she works hard, she's a, uh, she's a good wrestler, and... She's Mako, you know, Mako's student, basically. So it's, you don't really have much else there. And you, you're right. Right now, they're presenting her as very bland, even though I, I do think she's solid in the ring. Uh, and like you said, Nina is uh, fun. I, I agree. It's always a, a joy to just watch what Nina, not only in the ring, but just like the little character work she does, the screaming, the way, what the stuff that she does is just, like you said, oh, nice. She's really, really good. And I think, the more she continues to get other under other people skinned with this, you know, show and all of that, I think you will only get more and more over, you know. So this was this was solid stuff, though, man. No, nothing, nothing to sneeze at here. And uh, I thought she, like you said, at the end of the day, Nina did also a good job making McKenzie look good here too. So this was good. This is fine. Yeah, it was. It was. And Mark Coffey talked to Sid Scala. Got himself a Heritage Cup match. He told Joe Coffey, who endorsed it with Gallus Boys on top. Kenny Williams laughed at how, of course, he has uh, enemies and how many he's got and for getting under people's skin. 
And then Symbiosis spoke to Sid Scala, informed that Dennis will face Wild Boar. Dennis tried to decline it and have T-Bone a primate in his place, and he's more of a manager these days. And Scala accepted this idea. Ilya James versus Stevie Turner. We've seen this match following a couple of heated exchanges in the backstage area the past few weeks. Uh, Turner was seen taken off guard when Gray showed an impressive mix of speed and athleticism in the early going. Uh, James dug deep to fight through the pain, however, and after kicking out of the nick of time, following a vicious slam for Turner, James caught actual press and scored the win with a folding tourney into a unique roll-up for a third win in the last four matches. And again, another women's match that kind of delivered. Yeah, man, it was textbook stuff here, man. I thought it was, again, nothing, you know, it wasn't, like I said, anything too special, but I thought, uh, everything was uh, on point. You know, nothing bad happened in the match. And I thought, you know, Turner ended up getting outmaneuvered, you know, like you said, by uh, Aaliyah here. And, you know, this match was what it was. And at the end of the day, like you said, picking up the th- three wins in four uh, in, in her four, last four matches, again, you can see NXT UK doing a really good job of even if they're nowhere near title contention or, you know, in that consideration yet, telling the story of, you know, showing uh, some of their lesser developed character-wise, you know, uh, ladies pick up victories. And, you know, kind of like what they were doing with Emil, kind of like they're doing with, with Isla Dunn, you know, every, you know, even Amelia McKenzie picking up the, you know, picking up victories. So it's just a lot of very good, like, well-diverse, solid competition in the women's division in NXT UK. And this is another good example of it. Yeah, about that. Well, we see Nam Dar, Charles Samuels talk about Mark Coffey situation and someone better than Mark, loser. A breakdown of the feud of Isla Dawn and Mika Satmoy. Then the main event, Roderick Strong versus Wolfgang. As he showed, we've talked about Roderick Strong maybe not being so successful as NXT. Um, but he challenged Wolfgang and this was not a bad match at all. Uh, Wolfgang uses size advantage to throttle Strong with several ring-shaking Irish whips and turnbuckle and double axe handle from top rope. But with Wolfgang's back ailing thanks to several target attacks from Strong, the Diamond member dodges spear and tags his opponent with a knee to the face for the free count. And after the match, Strong challenged to NXT UK champ Ilya Dragunov, telling the ball is in your call. Um, and this was a really technically sound match. And a bit of a surprise, maybe Wolfgang was chosen for this, but I think he did really well. Yeah, I, I thought he gave Strong all he could handle here, man. And uh, this was really, really good. But he and Strong mauled him, too, you know, at times, man. You know, it's kind of funny when you think about Strong being the smaller guy and how, how much control he actually had in this match. But this was fun, man. I had no problem with this. And, you know, this was just a taste, in my opinion, of what, strong can do and like you said Wolfgang definitely showed up and represented himself well and I loved uh strong calling out dragging off immediately uh after it you know just, I, I felt like that was a, a nice call out and it just set up something that should be fun I wrote that down that match will be fun so yeah dragging off uh and strong you can't you come on man that's that's not a bad match at all no about that might be a mistake for diamond mines leader to call out Ilya. But he'll learn his right. lesson, I suppose. The next episode, March 24th, we show up as we a package of Isla Dawn attacking Miko a few weeks ago and some sound bites of them going into tonight's title match. Of course, we should say on commentary, McGuinness and Andy Shepard. And then D-Familia, Rahan Raj and Charlie Dempsey versus A-Kid and Saxon Huxley. Um, 
I mean, this was a really, really good match. Again, Aiken and Huxley seem to be closing on the victory when the Spanish sensation dropped both his foes with a simultaneous hurricane runner. As Huxley held Raja in place and Dempsey strapped the official ever, Tierman jumped on the apron and knocked Aiken from the top rope for flaming into the ringside barrier. Late, seconds later, Raja levelled Huxley for the seek and destroy through the free count. Uh, and Aiken and Dempsey exchanging just makes me drool, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, they just, just, just damn good, man. This was fine. Um, this is what a good way to kick off the show, too. You know, I think NXT UK really does a good job of, I think they understand since they have an hour, they have to, they want to hook you and keep you watching. So they put their best foot forward in these opening matches. And this was, like you said, really, really good stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, Tillman ending up being the X factor. I'm not surprised. Made sense. This is just good, good stuff. Uh, I did see when this, because I watched this one, I think, on live and on live when it aired in America live. And uh, people were not necessarily happy uh, that A-Kid lost uh, or just not happy to see him lose it. But if he's on the way out, that's the thing if with these pre-tapes. I don't, I don't know if they were taped before or what, you know, where he's doing. I don't know what's going on with A-Kid currently. But it it is kind of weird to see him, like, lose here when he was just about to qualify, you know, for the North American title. So, yeah, that, you know, the timeline of watching wrestling is getting to us as fans, I think. Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> it does confuse us sometimes. But, again, yeah. uh, Rohan Raja, he looks great. And yeah. he isn't shit. You know, he might be... Like the least talented, we talked about toxic traction with D Familiar. Yeah. yeah, he might be least of the three, but there is a lot of there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can already see, you know, with Dempsey kind of accepting it now, but there's an easy story uh, to go into that. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of stories as well, the story Wild Balls returned from two weeks ago. It looks to get Retribution backstage. Jamel asked about Tart match tonight. She interrupted by Zaya Brookside, who's fishing for a rematch. Jamel says yes. Fazir walked off to make a phone call. Apparently, she's got help coming. And then T-Bone versus Wild Boar. Wild Boar came through the crowd, chasing symbiosis out the ring. Uh, Wild Boar continues retribution tour on a hard-hitting collision with T-Bone, the man who basically took his place. Um, perhaps feeling the need to get the jump of the trio. Boar stormed, like we said, to the ring. Uh, he must defeat T-Bone and Primer in separate single bouts to get match to get Eddie Demis. He dropped his foe with a pair of suplex, speared him in a turnbuckle, and added an innovative DDT to seal the victory. Uh, the Chancellor for Wild Boar did Wild Boar and Wild Boys, you know. And if anybody knows the Duran Duran classic, uh, they should say, like, Wild Boar, he never loses. Wild Boar, never chose this way. <laughs> Wild Boar, never close your eyes because Wild Boar always shines apologies monty but i just had song case in my head <laughs> no i that hey i got you you put some thought behind that one because yeah that's, <laughs> that's that was great uh this was cool man you know uh boars on the path to revenge and i like it it's a simple story you know it's nothing like needing to get revenge on somebody who left you and uh you know and uh, someone who turned you know turned his back on you so yeah, I got a problem with this. This is a nice logic. Not, the next logical step in that journey was taking down T-Bone here. And, uh, 
The jumping DDT fitted surprised me too, because it kind of came out of nowhere. But I, I didn't, I liked it, you know. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what go, what what happens going forward. But this was, like I said, the very the night the 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 perfect thing to do in my opinion for Boyd was to finally get a victory over one of those symbiosis guys because yeah. he he's obviously on the warpath. Yeah, I mean this was not bad, but obviously I was distracted by Duran Duran, um, and then we see. <laughs> NXT UK champ, either Dragunov accepting Strong's challenge. He's ready to send Rod to AEW. Uh, but this should have been on stand and deliver. Like, there's no, putting another Dragunov versus Roderick Strong on a takeover or a special event mm-hmm. would have paid off dividends anyway. Um, but they didn't, so we've got to move on. Danny Jones versus Jordan Devlin. Devlin looking to stay on track, and he was on top of his game. Uh, claiming mm-hmm. an upper early hand and staggered his opponent <laughs> with several vicious forearm strikes and kicks. Jones did fire back with wicked insecurity, but Devlin countered the onslaught with a cutter and drove Jones in the canvas for a nasty suplex to earn his fourth win in the last five matches as well. And Devlin bragged about being so far ahead of the roster. Um, I do like Danny Jones, but has Devlin hit the glass ceiling with his big head in NXT UK? Because <laughs> he, he has got a point, hasn't he? Yeah, he does. He really do. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, he's definitely uh, top tier, you know, NXT UK championship, you know, challenger type level. So if he's not doing that, he, you know, what else is he doing here? So, yeah, I don't necessarily know what would be next for him, though, because, you know, the main roster, if they not like, if they don't want a Kushida, I don't know necessarily why would they want a Jordan Devlin, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's almost the same thing. Not saying that of quality or anything. It's definitely two different things. But I'm saying the same problems you have with Kushida, <laughs> you, you probably would find in Devlin. So it's like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think this was good, though. Danny Jones really <laughs> was having fun out there. He gave it a shot. Uh, but, uh, you know, Devlin was, was the focus here. And they obviously had some, you know, we'll see what was coming. I literally asked uh, what's next for him because, you know, after the empty arena match and all that, it's like, what, what is next? So uh, I think that's how you, how we should leave it. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll be getting rid of Pack Ashton Smith versus Trent Seven as a qualified series of Smith and Carter's title rematch. They've watched a lot of tape ahead of the single match while Trent's been all spiritual. Uh, we get another video package, build up Mark Coffey's heavy cup shot. Against No Amdar, which is next week. Coffee reckon he's learned from everyone else's mistake against Star, but notes he's not had many single matches in its UK with Dar mocking this as being Coffee's peak on the show. And then the main event is the NXT UK Women's Championship match, Bella Dawn versus Miko Satamora. Um, and I'll tell you what, the cackling Dawn came within an eyelash. Of winning the champion there. She levels up more with picture perfect bridging fisherman suplex and a boot to the face. Uh, but we see the crafty title holder fired back with a unique hammer lock to keep the challenger down for the free count. But after the bell dawn, nonetheless, made good on her pre match promise to leave with the NXT UK Women's Championship, grabbing it and laughing maniacally walking away. Um, I don't know about you, but Dawn's eye makeup was freaky as fuck. And with her closer and eyes yeah. made added impact for each move as well. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, that's a small little uh, thing. I didn't even <laughs> it's funny again, the things you noticed, but I got you. That was 
No, you're right. It did. It, it definitely adds something. I didn't even really pay attention to it during the match, but yeah, she's she had a, a nice look there, and this was great to me, man. Like the video package leading up to it, uh, acknowledging their history all the way back down to uh, Michael's first match or whatever. You know, like that. I, I like I like being informed of that, and uh, you know, I feel like Don was a threat here, and. You know, she had picked up those victories. She had the, the uh, you know, the psychological threat thing going on here. But, you know, it had great striking, smart wrestling from Don. And, you know, I, I was just impressed, you know, about how good Isla Don looked, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and I thought, like, the weird vignettes led us all the way down to that moment, to that match. So, it all, everything she was doing up to this point kind of started to make sense to me. Uh, you know, it didn't seem as random as it was at first uh, when we were reviewing this a few months back. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, her taking the belt and meaning this wasn't over, you know, I was all for seeing them do this again, you know, because I really enjoyed this match. You're about that. I mean, Isla showed out, but Miko, not ready to lose just yet. She needs to get no. a title back in time for Blair Davenport uh, and her return. Dawn right. would be perfect for either House of Black or Reg and um, Damien Priest's group <laughs> yes. as well. Um, yes. Great main event, like we say. Then we start March 31st episode with Zia Brookside defeating Amel. Um, of course, we saw this with Zia Brookside's call on her cell phone, telling her father, simply saying, it's, it's time. time. We wondered what it was going to be about, and the answer was seemingly revealed with a mystery assailant twice reached over the ringside barricade, yanking yeah. the French hope into it, and nailing with a clothesline where the official was busy checking on Brookside. Seconds later, Brookside dropped a mail with broken wings for the free count, and a mail joins Zia in the ring to celebrate her win. Uh, good opener. Looks like Zia is getting a heater, which can only be a good thing as well. Yes, I agree. She's such a good brat. You know, she just she, she does she does it so well. Uh, her reaction to being being booed by the fans was just great. I thought she sold it. Uh, well, it, this was good to kick off the show. Uh, and for her, you know, apparently it was time for her dad to send, you know, Zaya a new friend. So uh, I was eager to see what, what happened next from here. You know, uh, like you said, her getting heat, perfectly fine with it, especially with this bratty character role. We'll see how far it goes, though. Yeah, without a doubt. And anybody's interesting, it is Eliza Alexander, who is the former yes. Lizzie Evo who has worked in a variety of different promotions in the world of pro wrestling. These include ICW, TNT and Progress. And she also worked a dark match for NXT UK in November of 2021. Uh, Isla Dawn still has Mika Satamora's championship and is keeping, keeping it until Satamora does exactly what she wants. Of course, mm-hmm. we know next week it's Ia Dragunov defending the NXT UK championship against Roderick Strong. But right now it's Trent Seven versus Ashton Smith and Seven continue his descent into darkness in a pulse-pounding match with Smith. Um, of course, we'll talk about potentially earning the title. We traded forearms, uh, strikes with Smith for using the referee as a shield. Seven blasted the opponent with Rick's right hand in a series of suplexes. The two competitors engaged in a series of roll-ups and set a free count with a handful of tights, leaving Bates somewhat <laughs> conflicted at ringside. Monty, I don't want it to happen. I don't want the end of British Strong Style. Please tell. I mean, Butch is done. But let us have a hill <laughs> mustache mountain and add a layer to Tyler rather than what we're going to get. 
I, it doesn't seem like this is where they're going, man. Tyler does not seem like he's getting the message. Because I think Trent, I will say this, Trent has been very, very transparent that he will do anything to keep his championship. And, he that, again, he's continuing it. So I, I'm with you. I, I understand that that may be what you prefer, but I don't think that that's where we're going. I think that, I, I don't I don't think so, man. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, Tyler Tyler has a moral code, okay? <laughs> a moral compass here. He he seems it's definitely getting on his conscience. You can see it. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Trent has been transparent about those, which is a nice little element. It's not like he's pretending to do this on a mistake or anything. Like no, yeah. like I'm doing yeah, whatever man. it takes to win. So we'll see how it turns out. Maybe he can convince Trent. I mean, I'm well, just, if, yeah, not Trent. Give me convince. Trent is already but convinced. Is it, <laughs> this is the thing about it, though, is it's a story. And um, would it be fair to say as well that, you know, all no offence to, um, like we talk about, Ashton Smith and Trent Seven, but the other two are kind of the stars tag teams, if you know what I mean. But then again, oh, yeah. uh, I, this was still I nice, might be though, wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah it's still a nice match, but I agree. They're, they're definitely the, I mean, no, there's no question with bait. And then, like you said, uh, yeah, I think that's the truth. <laughs> well, A-Kid is ready to step up to Tierman, and while Boar is still on hump for Eddie Dennis, and then backstage, Smith and Carter are upset at Trent Seven cheating. Bate is torn between supporting his friend and partner, but clearly mm-hmm. not proving his actions. Uh, Cisco broke up the argument, and he'll be talking to both teams. And then Tate Mayfairs versus Kenny Williams, and seemingly paranoid Williams got the upper hand on Tate, but Scummy Earth spent a good chunk of the match keeping his head on the swivel to make sure no one was approaching. When Mayfair fell under the ring, there was only his boots sticking out. Williams scoffed and went to drag him back, only for Sam Gradwell to emerge. This is awesome. Uh, Gradwell threw Mayfair's back in a squared circle and stood between the teams. And the ring resulted in Mayfair's getting a count out victory for the thunderstorm chases Nemesis to the backstage area sam is back uh, i love this obviously monty what do you think <laughs> yeah i knew i knew you enjoyed this uh i did like kenny looking very paranoid you know constantly looking over his shoulder he looked disheveled you know uh that was a nice touch because obviously uh someone's stalking him uh and i honestly you know this was really more, way more competitive than I thought it was going to be, but it was fun, you know. Uh, and when Gradwell appeared, you know, I would have been bummed if Gradwell didn't appear, honestly. <laughs> so this worked out really, really good because, like, I thought it would have just made sense for Gradwell to, to show up here. Uh, but, you know, Mayfair's was fine, too. You know, I thought he did a good job. So this was fun. Yeah, Mayfair's did it right. It's a shame he's named after the cigarette I smoke. You know, if he was called, you know, it's equivalent, you know, Ted Marlborough shows up in NXT 2.0. You know, we've got a slight problem, but uh, we'll <laughs> see what happens. Wolfgang's interview is interrupted by D Familia. Charlie Dempsey asks why Gallus always gets to represent UK heritage. Wolfgang said he's ready for a fight mm. and doesn't need a reason. Then Andy Shepard moderated a sit-down between Dragunov and Strong, where they tattled each other's accolades, but they spoke about how they win their upcoming title match. Uh, then the NXT UK Heritage Cup was on the line. The champion, Nawamdar, arguably the greatest champion in WWE right now, 
versus Mark Coffey. A dark cruise round one and managed to annoy both Mark and Joe, which is an added bonus. Mm-hmm. Dar opened a scoring in round two when he baited a hard charge in Mark Coffey and caught him with a roll-up that netted a free count. But Mark Coffey did even a score by blasting the Scotch Supernova with kick to the face in round three. A scoreless round four set stage for the controversial conclusion. Of course, 1-1 in round five. A coffee ensnared Dar in the submission home. When he released it, when Shah hopped onto the apron, Joe Coffey chased Samuels into the ring. And Mark Coffey dropped Samuels with a right hand. After taking a few seconds to convince Joe to leave, Mark turned round right into the Nova Roller for now I'm Dar to retain 2-1. And as NXU concluded, Dar and Samuels celebrated while the elected Coffee brothers watched from ringside. And again... Firstly, credit to Mark Coffey. He's in great shape. You kind of get forgotten about because of Joe. But Darv and Shah need to be knighted, didn't they? I'm making the most of these moments. I agree. No one works together better, man. Like, he's the great. You got the greatest. Like He's on one of the greatest runs in Heritage Cup history. You have the greatest corner man in Heritage Cup history. Like, this is just that they're unstoppable. They're smart. They're the mastermind. They have mastered the concept of this cup match in my opinion they just they have it down to a t man and uh, this is genuinely entertaining stuff from everyone involved uh you know mark was not usually a single action like you said doesn't really get the credit that he may deserve but uh you know so i was eager to see what he could do in this format and he was i was really really impressed and uh you know he looked really good and no i'm dark Started drinking on the job at one point, right? So Stone Cold <laughs> is not the only person who allowed to get away with that. So I like that. Uh, I love Shaw asking for more time after Mark like knocked knocked Noam out. You know, uh, 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 for his first fall, like Noam Dar was still like basically unconscious, and Shaw was like, "No, no, no, we need more time because the intermission was up." So that was that made me laugh. So it's always something that makes me pop, and then it's always very, very uh, good high level wrestling. So these segments are great. Like you said, they need to be knighted. I love this. Well, yeah, <laughs> it is. I love these Dar main events. I really do. Like I said, we have to make the most of it. Whilst they are happening, uh, April 7th, we start off with a nice video for the main event, straight into action in a bit of battle between four team partners, Wild Boar and Primate, as they pulverise another's ball, continues to say to get a match against Eddie. Uh, and of course, with Primate, the only one blocking. Uh, T-Bone hops on the ring apron, distracting the official, allowing Dennis to wrap a chain around his fist and crap ball with a vicious right hand to give Primate the win. Uh, after the match, Symbiosis held boring in place while Dennis repeated hit him with a chain until Mark Andrews hit the scene, landed several steel chairs on Symbiosis and chased them from the ring. This match was old school uh, WWF, but the whipping after the train uh, chain sounded and looked fucking vicious, man. Yeah, man. Uh, like you said, man, uh, hard-hitting stuff and then the end result was brutal like <laughs> i wrote that down like that was brutal man and, um you know uh i'm pretty good to see it was good to see mark andrews though and made it seem worthwhile maybe at the end there to see well you know make you want to see what happens next now that uh boar actually has someone on to have his back in this war you know three on one before this uh you know like you said the match was okay it was really really good old school you know tough you know stuff so but yeah 
those it, it sounded it looks pretty tough. Like I don't know how you can I don't know how you can gimmick that, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But we move on and early this week at the NXT UK performance centre, Sam Gravel planned to prank Kenny Williams, but discovered he had maggots in his bag. A Miller spoke about the upcoming matches. Charlie Dempsey doesn't think he'll have any problems tapping out Wolfgang. Tierman says pain is temporary, but for A-Kid it will be permanent. They toast the continued success of the faction. Jack Styles helped spot Dave Massive at the gym and the Coffee Brothers got wilded up. And then Charlie Dempsey versus Wolfgang. And Dee Familiar slowly tighten their grip on NXT UK. After Wolfgang shook the ring by taking down his foe with vicious suplex, the eye of Tierman appeared on Tarchon, distracted the last King of Scotland. Wolfgang refocused and knocked Rahan Raja from the ring apron with a right hand. But when he turned back to face the opponent, the undefeated Dempsey leveled him with a bridging, bridging double underhook suplex for the win. I think this was okay, but I think we need Dempsey to have a better level of opponents, don't we? Yeah, he had already beat Wolfgang, too. You know, I already tapped him out, I think, if I remember it right. So, you know, uh, so, like, you know, doing, running his back, I was trying to see what they would do that was different. But the main difference here was, like you said, trying to – the story of the more distraction. I think, I, I think as you saw, we saw later, they were trying to tell more of a story focusing on where Gallus is right now. So using this as an example of that, but like man, Dave's also Dempsey and Defa Mill for for you know you know to go ahead and speak by all of them. Dave have made a lot of enemies <laughs> like really quick. <laughs> that was another thing like it kind of confused me. Like I understood why these problems started, but I was like, but they were just you know you know having these pro- like you know, but you know on to the next one I guess. But uh, you know this was this was like still solid, you know, still technically solid. I like Dempsey's work. I'm probably gonna say something that people in a, those AEW fans are gonna hate me out there, uh, but uh, yeah, I I think Dempsey is better than Hook, honestly, to me, honestly, in my opinion. Oh, like, uh, like if you just oh, watch him in the shit. ring and what he can do, that's gonna, that, I know that's controversial, <laughs> but like I said, this, every time I watch him, I'm like, like Dempsey, oh, like fuck. he's not gonna, he's not getting the attention because of course he's on the show that no one, you know. Really, you know, pay a lot of the, especially over here in the states, they don't pay attention to it. But, you know, I'm not. I'm, again, I don't think I'm. I would be wrong in backing Dempsey in that. But honestly, that's just me. People who may not like that style may not understand it. But he's just so unique. I don't know if WWE have a clue because I don't even think they watch NXT UK. But they have something <laughs> like special with Dempsey, in my opinion. And I just hope yeah. they realize it. But you know, who am I kidding? You know. Seems like we everybody who's branded get. is NXT UK, <laughs> right? Everyone who's getting, everyone who comes to NXT UK right now, except Rhea Ripley at this point. But we, you know, who knows where the future lies there? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just I don't know, man. Thing, but yeah, I love, the point is, I really think highly of Dipsy. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for the emails for all the AEW fans now. Um, but Miko yeah. Satmore wants to speak face to face. Revile of Dawn. Zia Brooks on his juice. Eliza Alexander helped to beat Amel last week. Next week, she'll make a debut. Sis Scala set up match in two weeks for the next UK tag team titles. Wolfgang is upset with Joe and Mark Coffey for not having his back during his match earlier. And he's got a point, like he talked about. Next week, faces A Kid. The Coffee Bros fight Jack Starr and Dave Mastiff. But the main event 
was Ia Dragon off versus Roderick Strong for the NXT UK Championship. And Strong made his desperation apparent in the early goings, but he feigned a clean rope break for trying to blast the title roller with a right hand, only for Dragon off to duck. An early Mac grappling clinic soon gave way to a vicious exchange of chops and fists as well as ringside brawl that saw the Messiah backbreaker taking the upper hand by chucking his opponent into the steel stairs. Dragunov fought through the pain to take down a challenger with jaw dropping sequence of suplexes, but Strong rolled out the ring and once again used his steel steps to his advantage, slamming the turret holder back first on the top of him. After almost several menacing forearm strikes to face, Dragunov caught Strong with two insecurities. Received one final knee to the face from Strong, and but managed to club room with a driving headbutt. Do not call it a torpedo, Moscow, for the hard-earned <laughs> title retention. Um, I mean, what did you think of this match? Because I thought this is brilliant. Yeah, man, this is incredible. Uh, this was uh, not competitive, technically sound, you know, physical, you know, as I expect from Dragunov and. You know, these two guys are veterans, like you said, the Messiah, the backbreaker, you know. Uh, I had high expectations, and I think they really did a really good job of delivering. Dragunov, if you think about the quality of every all of his defenses, he's really starting to, you know, stack up solid to very good to awesome, like really, really, really awesome matches, really, if you think about every all of his title defenses so far. Uh and like you said, it's a shame some, something like this wasn't on stand and deliver or, you know what I mean, at a, mm-hmm. uh, get the spotlight it deserved, you know. But either way it goes, uh, you know, I thought this was great from both guys. Uh, the champ, once again, was just too much to overcome. You know, he's just so overwhelming. Like, I think that's the best way to kind of describe how he wins his matches. You know, he comes, out, he comes back out of nowhere and just overwhelms his opponent. This was just incredible to me from uh, two of the best. So, I thought this was good. Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic showcase of both men. I've never doubted Strong's wrestling ability, but rather the personality. Uh, as for Lee, he's been under the radar for a lot of people, but of course, one of the best on the planet. And it's weird because they said mm-hmm. he has held the title for 228 days, and I just thought he'd just won it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just getting ready. Like, I don't it know still it's... feels like it, right? It's like, <laughs> but it's true though because you know he fought Volta a while. It was it has been a while, I guess. But yeah. no, you're right. That is insane. That it's been that long already. Yeah, and it's just like, well, I'm used to 700 day reigns, so you know this is just kind of getting started. Yeah. And much like Pete Dunne and Volta before him, he is the face and heart of NXT. UK and, and there's no doubt in my mind you should get a year reign but who next my guess um, we did mention it earlier might be Jordan Devlin he's the only one who maybe uh, could be yep. a threat uh, and we found out as well that the music and graphics on NXT UK have been edited as well uh, because like we talked about the Torpedo Moscow was a Dragonoff's finish uh, and the theme as well was Comrades of the Red Army music and believe it or not they have edited them out and uh, no longer using it which is probably uh, the best idea and unlike maybe yeah. Wimbledon they've not banned either Dragunov from competing so again it's something different <laughs> Thank you. Uh, when, right. you know, with sports and stuff like this uh, but we yeah. move on to our penultimate NXT UK and it's April 14th we start with tag action and Gallus versus Mastiff and Stars um, despite another impressive showing for Mastiff and Stars the Coffee Brothers proved to be their own worst enemies when Joe made a blind tag, to, which nullified Mark's yeah. pinning combination of Mastiff, 
Second later, Massive took down Joe and tagged Stars, who defeated Joe with a thunderous powerbomb. After the bell, the Coffee Brothers expressed their frustration at each other and shoved each other. Wolfgang hit the scene mm. to step between the brothers, who continued arguing. Uh, before we get on to the Gallus uh, breakup, this is a good opener, but one of the most shocking visuals of all time was Jack Stars powerbombing yes. and pinning the perennial number one Joe Coffey. My God, yeah. times have changed. Uh, but are we getting right. a Mark versus Joe Coffey match coming up as well? It's crazy, isn't it? Alex? What, 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 other like, com- right? what other company, what other wrestling show can a, a guy who was a jobber, you know, who's got Volta's handprint still on his chest and then beating a guy who was headlining against Volta at a takeover? It's mental. It's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's crazy, you know. But honestly, I really like how they've gotten here with him, man. You know, it is, it does seem kind of overnight, you know. But you know, it's kind of it, this made a lot of sense. This is just really well executed. I thought the match was really, really good. Tied really well into what they were the story they're telling backstage. You know, Master warned the coffee. They're not on the same page before this, so like it showcased itself perfectly. And then, like you said, you get the surprise spot with stars pulling that off. I thought that was just awesome. And uh, this was just executed really, really well. I, I did want to ask you, I'm like, so they're teasing at this point dissension between Mustache Mountain and Gallus. Yeah. Uh, How are you feeling right now? <laughs> this, is not, this is not good. I don't like change. Uh, but again... Like we spoke about with, you know, even someone like Flash Morgan Webster earlier, Gallus yeah. has done it all. And if, if Joe Coffey, and trust me, he's had enough chances, if he's not going to be NXT UK champion and Mark and Joe aren't going to be tag champs, because Wolf, obviously with Wolfgang, longest reigning tag champions, and they're not going to be in the Heritage Cup, what is there? Yeah. And if, if NXT and 2.0 they all don't want them... No am, so. Yeah, exactly. So if 2.0 don't want them, then fight between themselves which is a bit of a shame because i think gallus on 2.0 would be good but then again they're probably yeah, called true. they're probably called shame is so sean is she and potato <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's not. fair fair enough you know? oh my goodness <laughs> so we kind of don't oh. want that but um we'll see what happens when yeah. it comes here we get vignette hyping up the brawl to come between sam gradwell and kenny williams um, Mika sent more granted Isla Dawn a title rematch before Dawn attacked the champion with the Black Mist. And of course, um, this rematch will be coming with Dawn getting it under her own chaotic rules. It will take place in my domain in a world of darkness. But I tell you what, seeing the Black Mist used against a Japanese wrestler is, again right? is a mindfuck. You know, <laughs> like, yes. like right. That is so weird, right? But I actually liked it because it made me feel like it. Uh, it works well with her character. Honestly. It really do. It really works very well. Like especially like you said, the makeup again. She had, I think, uh, wasn't it like all black leather kind of seeming like all too. So like, it, she just had the perfect imagery to spit out the black mist. I knew something was coming because, you know, uh, I honestly didn't. That, this is one time I was saying, Michael, you should just hit her in the face. <laughs> Like, like, like. Sometimes I'm like, why are we still talking? But honestly, this was fine. You know, honestly, I did think so. Like, I did wonder. I'm like, so no one has ever thought about just taking the belt after they lose. Like, we would have unlimited rematches if you could just 
<laughs> Gold the champion. That's what Adam, Adam Cole watched it and did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, my God, it's just easy. It's so simple, right? Uh, but anyway, I, I, this works for me. I do wonder, though, like, are we? is this just going to be a street fight in a weird place, like a backstage place, or is this, this, this going to be cinematic? Like, what are we, where are we going with this when we're talking about her domain? I am interested to yeah. see that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And Mel, so it's only a matter of time before she gets her hands on side Brookside and Elias of Alexander. Andrews and Wild Boar are Welsh chums and they want symbiosis. That's nice, isn't it? And then Elias of Alexander versus Angel Hayes. Uh, and of course, making her debut, uh, she turned in an eye opening performance against Hayes. Uh, who did stagger the newcomer with a couple of kicks in the early games, but Alexander got rolling when she chucked Hayes face first in a top turn buckle and followed up with a clothesline. Uh, Hayes once got again back in a fight with a series of forearm strikes, only to be foiled when Alexander blasts her with a decisive running knee to the face. Ladies and gentlemen, the NXT UK's Jamie Hayter. Um, but again, it was a nice <laughs> showcase for the Scouse scoundrel. Yeah. This was great. She said she was going to batter someone in her promo, and that that's exactly what she did. Like, she destroyed. Uh, she was, like, very, very physical. And, like, the fans hated her, and she reveled in it. Like, I loved it. It seemed like she was just having fun that the fact that they were, you know, chanting for Angel Hayes here, and she punished her for it. And uh, I, I thought Hayes even, like you said, had some moments. Uh, in this one so you know I like how NXT UK you know do their if you want to call these squash matches or you know kind of like development for like new characters like for example so this is a debut I prefer this one route like of a competitive type of match like this they do that more in NXT UK than I see them doing anywhere else across the roster debuting people with competitive matches instead of squash matches or you know what I mean so yeah. uh and I understand sometimes, especially like in 2.0 with all those newcomers, it's hard to do that because they only know about a couple of spots. So you can only like do uh, squash <laughs> matches. But I'm saying like in this case, she obviously has done this before. She was comfortable. I really love this debut. And I think the future is bright for Eliza here. You know, like she can she can go. Well, that that and Zach Gibson would be proud, and I would love to see Grizzly Young Vets, you know, with a promo soon to be, and then she gets and goes, "I'm gonna smash her! I'm just gonna smash her!" <laughs> you know, that's what we want. <laughs> yes. Uh, Scouts power. Uh, Millie McKenzie was speaking of how work pays off. Training under Miko Satmore, while Stevie Turner interrupts to say McKenzie chosen to be number two. Satmore chooses to put her because she doesn't think of her as a threat. Says a woman who picked. The number four. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tiaman defeated Aiken. If there's one takeaway from the thrilling main event clash between Aiken and Tiaman, it might be the mm-hmm. Spanish sensation needs some backup for his battle for D Familiar. Forced to deal with the constant meddling from Rahan Raj and Charlie Dempsey. Uh, he knew he was fighting an uphill battle from the opening. Uh, Obel, but against all odds, Aikid seemed to be closing on victory when he took out Raj and Dempsey with a death-defying moonsault. Unfortunately for Aikid, Tiaman seized the opportunity to drop him nice. back first on the ring and tackled him with unique and devastating reverse DDT for a free count. I mean, that finisher looks fucking wicked. Um, what yeah. did you think this main event? Because this was really good stuff. Yeah, this was nice, man. I, I, thought, I thought both guys, you know, you know, looked great and uh 
the fin the outcome was kind of you know it was expected because I felt like Tillman had to win. You know, they even kind of hinted at it in the promo, you know, leading up to it about like how you know Rajai won, Dempsey took care of business. So like the leader, you you know, and so I was like, well, it make him look really really weak if he lost here. So uh, or at least the weakest out of the three, and that don't make sense. Why are we following this guy around? He can't you know. We can't handle this, especially with our help. So I, I thought the outcome was expected, but I thought it was still a fun way to get there. It was nice, really fun main event. A-Kid hits it out of the park once again. I'm not really surprised. I, you know I think he's awesome. I just don't know where his future lies. I'm really, really worried for him. Like, not even just UK, NXT UK, but, like, NXT 2.0, like, in, in WWE, like, in the current direction that they seem to be going in. I don't want A-Kid to be – in uh you know uh, chasing around toxic attraction randomly out of nowhere or you know doing something weird with with uh you know Ikeminiro or uh, losing to Von Wagner I don't want that for a kid you know stuff like that but who knows what could be going on in the future but I hope big things is uh is in his future because I think he deserves it but Tillman also impressed here I thought he looked really good too so. Uh, this is great for Defil Mill. You know, I thought this was going to be really good for them going forward. Also, to they're obviously establishing them as a force. Yeah, it's a shame though, like you said with Ray Kid, that you can't go to like strong for a couple of months. Do you know what I mean? Have some great matches and then go to Impact. Right. It has to be the main roster where you just know what's going to happen. But like I said, it was an excellent main event. And what NXT UK do well is there was no titles on the line. But A-Kid has built up such good grace with the fans and kind of on a high level. Yeah. And, of course, Tierman needed to a uh, victory uh, over a high-profile character. So, it's mm-hmm. really, really good stuff. And then April 21st, final NXT UK. And Kenny Williams has been on edge. And a back-alley brawl with Sam Gravel certainly wasn't the ideal environment for the scum of the earth to calm his nerves. A thunderstorm course had his mohawk cut off by Williams met him in the entryway and began brutalizing his nemesis before the bell Williams was further shaken by the presence of a masked individual who kept a close eye from the crowd the brawling went all over the arena Gradwell received a seemingly unsolicited sit for the masked person when Williams once again distracted rope seconds later staggered Gradwell recovered so Williams saw him through the air crashing through a table at ringside threw him back in a ring for the free count the following match, the Miles interview chased a terrified Williams to the backstage. Um, the first match of the good guy, Gradwell. They need to give Sam better video graphics. It's just like a tiny Sam Gradwell. Like, come on, guys, work on it. Um, what did you think of this match, <laughs> first and foremost? I know, again. Yeah, the- man. I- <laughs> right, the details, man, details. Uh, but, yeah, came, came into this expecting a fight, you know, and I... I wasn't expecting it to be someone else other than Gradwell sending them notes, man, because they, they tied it in so well into Gradwell wanting to hunt him down also. So the fact that it's actually someone else stalking him really kind of threw me off. But I was like, man, that is ingenious. Like, they they literally transitioned into his next feud smoothly, you know, or something, or his next story smoothly. So, like, I, I don't... I loved how they executed that, but Sam Gradwell got, you know, the revenge he does, uh, you know, he was looking for. And I thought that's the way it should have ended. You know, uh, it was uh, really, really fun to the uh, match in my opinion. So I really loved this. Like 
the way they executed the, the you know, the ending, uh, you know, and how we got here, you know, I really enjoyed this. And now Gradwell can move on, like you said, and, you know, uh, continue on as now as a face. And we can, and Williams can now handle whatever this masked man has situation is. So this is great. Yeah, the, the story in the character work was great with Kenny being the cockroach that he is a scumly earth and resulting in being scared is perfect. And even with Sam kind of building up his baby face and saying, like, this is for my son, this is for my family, you try to take everything away. Um, I don't want any spoilers for anybody, but I'm hoping the masked man is Amir Jordan uh, because that would create the story. Because let's not forget... Kenny Williams attacked Amir Jordan when he used to be tag team partners about a year ago in NXT UK and then beat him in a loser leaves uh, NXT UK match. So oh, for Amir no, to come back nice. and come back to do it would be great. I'm looking at his hands and going, are they Amir Jordan's hands? And I'm going, how the fuck do I know what his hands look like? I've never looked at right. the hands. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, um, That'll be great though, because like, and then I, what I love about it, he's the scum of the earth. So it could be anyone because He's yeah, that like yeah. it could be a new character, it could be someone from his past, but he's the scum of the earth. You can write in anything for him to do because he's so unlikable. So it's like it's not a hard thing to believe that someone wants to hunt him down. Yeah, the thing is with Kenny, and that's said the character work is so good, is that you know these cool hills or anything. There's nothing likable about Kenny, and he doesn't no. do anything that would want the fans to. Just, he is the scum of the earth, you know, and it's exactly yes. the same. My problem with Gradwell, it's like even with the graphics and such, is like, where are we going with him now? Are we building him up as a face or are we going to have him kind of, you know, jobbing out to people like a, you know, Saxton Huxley type character, you know? So we kind of got to be careful. I say we, I'm not booking it, but that's (laughs) kind of what I'm looking at in the the future weeks, so to speak. Um, Eddie Dennis challenged Wild Boar, Mark Andrews to face symbiosis. Looks like it's going to happen. Then we had Emilia McKenzie versus Steven Turner. And even looking back on the six episodes, Mackenzie's been featured quite heavily in picking up the victories as well. And she hit the ring like a ball of fire. Uh, clearly not forgetting Turner insulted, uh, insinuated that she was a lapdog. Mackenzie shook off a vicious boot from Turner. The picture perfect suplex to land a German suplex and a spear for the win. Nothing wrong with this, but Stevie Turner. Now, I'm not going to say she needs to be released or something like that. But the character needs a complete overhaul. Not working for me right now. <laughs> yeah, this was solid. Nothing special here. But, you know, I thought they both looked fine. And, you know, I I must say, though, she is definitely impossible to take seriously as a threat, man. It's just hard. It's hard. How could you take her seriously, man, at this point? Like, she had a title shot, uh, you know, not too long ago. And I, 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 like I said, I just don't understand. It's hard to really, like you said, understand what they're trying to do with her. But she loses again. So she's falling down the lap. Yeah, it's just it's weird. And, you know, in two weeks' time, though, we have got a World of Darkness match, uh, which you'll see Mika Samoa defend against Isla Dawn. Uh, earlier this week, Lash Legend, Ivan Owl, Damon Kemp and Von Wagner arrived as part of the talent exchange that will start next week. Wagner bumped shoulders with Saxon Huntley to hit the those two fighting. Please, God, don't break up Gallus and Mustache <laughs> Mountain and give us fucking Von Wagner. Please don't do this to us. It's not fair. We want NXT UK as it is. What it's sad. Fuck? Like, now they want me to start skipping a match on an hour show. Because I, <laughs> I promise you, I'm consistent. 
It, it, I don't know what they can do to make me care about Von Wagner. I, the, even the, the supreme writing and the great job that they do with backstage segments in NXT UK, <sighs> I am not confident that I would care any more about Von Wagner. But I do like this talent exchange because I think some of these newer faces need to work out with different people, different styles, learn more. And I don't have a problem with that with some, for some of these people because so, some of them are just so green. You know, uh, so I don't mind it, but yeah, I'm not interested to see Von Wagner twice. But nah, also, hopefully nah. that means he's away from 2.0, right? So he's just going to yeah, be in the UK I, now? It's not, just that's not fair. That is Because I don't want to see him twice. You know? <laughs> I, I, don't want, I don't want him to see him. I don't want to, there's, no, there's no good way this ends, you know? This <laughs> oh doesn't God, end well for anybody. Oh my this is two, two Von this Wagner is the start. a week. We, we do not want this. We we appreciate the effort. Thank you, but fuck off. You know, just like simple. But we don't want Americans ruining uh, <laughs> this. <laughs> You've done enough. He <laughs> going American agreeing. <laughs> the Americans coming like, oh, don't worry, guys, we're gonna fix this. And it's like, no, no, it doesn't, no. It doesn't. Doesn't need bigger. Doesn't need better. <laughs> Uh, Eliza Alexander and Zia Brookside were stoked over Alexander's <sighs> win. I don't think I've seen Zia as happy. Um, and next week, why did Zia call Melo like somebody else? Yeah, like, exactly, another, exactly. Even Waller. Uh, <laughs> like, but come on, man. It's just I don't know why. But Zia Brookside saying someone is getting battered, and I'd love we talked about. It's going to work. This is going to work between Alexander and Brookside. Yeah, uh, in three weeks. In three weeks, Jordan Devlin gets a shot at the NXT UK Championship on the special 200th episode of NXT UK. Um, and, of course, next week there'll be a contract signing. So what an update we are going to have next month, Monty, because, of course, it will yeah. be the women's title on the line, the NXT UK title on the line, and the 200th episode of NXT UK. And the WNR have covered the one. Uh, so it's the main event now and the final match to review is the NXT UK Tag Team Championship on the line. Mustache Mountain versus Love Carter, Ashton Smith in a two out of three falls match. And after overwhelming the champions with a series of lightning quick kicks, Carter and Smith teamed up for an incredible tandem attack as Carter lifted Smith in the air to tier plus partner for an innovative moonsault onto Trent Seven that earned him the bout's first pinfall. Now, have you ever seen a finish like that? watched loads of tag team but even when he did it i was like have i seen them someone do that that was really cool <laughs> like, yeah that was awesome was an awesome way man yeah uh so seven and bait it really was seven and bait struck back though when the don uh helped smith in a position for the big strong boy to cover him with a clothesline for the pinfall that not a score at one all and when seven failed to put away smith with a seven stars lariat Following Carter interrupting a pinfall in, landed a burning hammer on Smith and seemed indifferent seven roll Carter up and put his feet on the ropes to score mm. a decisive pinfall. Bait, who saw seven break the rules, was disappointed to say oh, the least. Oh, he looked devastated, right? He was uh, like, was why? 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 Well, he's Berman. I mean, why did you do that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you put your foot on the rope. Uh, why would he do that? Um, but they are still tag team champions. But what a match. Talk about two who are in sync with each other at this moment in time. Yeah. 
Uh, I agree, man. Like this, like this is awesome. Like I honestly, like the few has been really good. Uh, anyway, like consistently, like even the singles encounters and all that were just have all been solid to great. And then you know, uh, Smith and Carter and and both like the, like you said their chemistry at this point, you can tell they they have their they have this all together. This was awesome. You know, the story they're telling with Baden Seven is just very compelling. Uh, this is incredible tag team wrestling man, in every way. It was just, just it was dramatic. You know, I think Nigel said it was a classic, and it really felt like that afterwards. You know, it really felt like a classic. You know, uh, and it's been easy to root for Smith and Carter here. Uh, Mustache Mountain is well respected. You know, so the story they're telling with Bait and Seven is just very compelling to me, man. Like, and uh, like I said, Seven has been honest about his intentions. And but honestly, they had wrestled such an incredible tag team match to me in every way that I thought that honestly I was kind of hurt that he cheated. I was like, oh no, I was like no, because like it was like uh, you know, it just felt like it needed a conclusive finish. And I was like, because Smith and Carter was so close many times there, man. They they were just being like they worked really well together. Like I don't know if I really realized it until I watched them at length here for like 20 plus minutes with, with Mustache Mountain. And like I said, we know how great they are. And then seven cheating to win was just the right way to cap it off, though, because even though I would have liked Smith and Carter to win, I love that now it's like it's no qualms about it. This is seven's true colors. It was highlighted in a major moment, in a major match, that he is going to do that no matter. He's going to do whatever it it takes, and I feel like whenever they lose, if when they lose those bat, those belts, because it's going to happen someday. I don't know if it's going to be a lengthy. I don't know if it's going to be sooner than later. But when they lose those championships, he's going to snap because he is committed to doing whatever it takes. And I just love the way they're executing this story. So if a split is coming down the line, you can already kind of see that at some point Tyler Bates is going to have to figure out what side of this line he's going to be on. Is he going to do anything with seven or is it you know is this gonna cause problems because you know at the end of the day they are still champions but this is great yeah i always thought trent seven looked like a haggard jude law you know like jude law <laughs> going through rough times just like but like i said these two teams um have been fantastic and what's weird as well because you know with, with luck or reason to it First match that we looked at in NXT UK was Bait versus uh, Carter. And, of course, the last... Oh, yeah, and the, sorry, the last match we look at is for tag team. So we talk about Women's Championship and, you know, the main title. But it's kind of tag team division that we've been focusing on six weeks. And it really has delivered. Um, like I said, this is not over, but it will be the end soon, you know. Uh, but... I would say yeah. NXT UK, NXT UK is saving the NXT name at this moment in time. <laughs> what what yeah. have you thought of these last six episodes of NXT UK? Yeah, man, they continue to be solid. I agree. They are they're saving the name. They're just consistent. They put on shows that just make a, a lot of sense for the most part. There's nothing that I feel like wasted. Like when you compare it to, to their 2.0 counterpart. It's just a lot of stuff over there where I, like, I just feel like it was a waste of time. And then when you look at what NXT UK, I feel like everything they do, they make that entire hour count. 
and uh and they and they do a really good job of uh, of being consistent with the quality of their matches. They do a really good job also like like I said, keeping you there by hooking you with a compelling match to start off. And then, but and then you know the second or, or you know even if they threw throw two matches in between sometimes they're solid you know not necessarily as lengthy but you know still good to solid stuff and then they hit you over here with a very very you know compelling and great main event and they do have a really good job of doing that within that hour so uh, they keep that going forward uh, and I love I like Devlin and Dragonoff going forward like I really you know that few uh, with the like the empty arena match and now getting them in the last, just like a straight up wrestling match this time. I'm really interested to see where are we going? Like, could they go with Devlin here to try to mix it up maybe and put dragon off back on the chase or are we going to continue this reign? I don't know, but that's still interesting. The feud of the tag title has been awesome. Uh, and like you said, it may not be over. So we'll see the women's division is probably in my opinion, the NXT UK's strongest, suit or at least the most consistent in my opinion uh, from top to bottom and they do a really great job of making uh just making their time count you know down the line no matter if it's a uh a match about the title or you know a storyline about the title or a storyline that has nothing to do with the title debuting new characters all of that great stuff i think nxt uk's women's division is some of the best in the world and they continue to be consistent and these episodes were solid as ever in my opinion you know really good stuff from everybody yeah I, and I think, the, well, for me, the main difference between NXT UK and NXT, and we, we did touch on it earlier, even there's not there's not a match for no reason. You know, even when it's like a debut match or, you yeah. know, we saw like Alexander winning, it would be competitive mm-hmm. a little bit. It just won't be like a one-sided squash. You're not just a match for a match sake or an outside interference or DQ without a kind of meaning or a reason to it. Uh, and that's right. what I kind of really like. And again... The old style format. It's unbelievable to think that, you know, be following doing NXT update on the podcast for seven years, you know, and, and to think NXT UK is still like that original NXT I first watched. And until people like Von Wagner come along and completely fucking destroy it, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make the most of it. Von Wagner beats Noam Dar uh, in for Heritage oh, Cup. You know, don't do that. Anything like that. Uh, but it's been a pleasure to watch. And the other pleasure I get as well, Monty, is cause with you telling me as well, and it's all right, you know, with being a biased Brit and saying, oh, this is really good stuff. But when you saying it as well, I think to myself, yeah, it is actually as good uh, as we're saying, as you know. Um, but that is basically yeah. it. Is there anything else from NXT or NXT UK? I think we're pretty much done. No, I, I agree. I think I just recommend that more Americans, more any, you know, around the world, anybody take time out to just check out, you know, NXT UK today. Like you said, someone is just really solid stuff. Like if you love pro wrestling. I think it worked. And as far as NXT, oh, man, I, we'll, I just hope for yeah. a brighter day. <laughs> Hoping for brighter days. Yeah. Anyway, this was fun, though. Always fun. Always fun. Well, it's when Carmella Hayes gets called up to the main roster as like caramel oh. fudge cake or something like that. Then we know we've got serious <laughs> trouble. But until that point comes, oh. don't forget, we're across all social media. Twitter at the Dublin Podcast. I'm at the Dublin JR. You can find the entire Dublin team on Twitter, Banner or Monty. You can plug your stuff right now. What are they going to call Trick? Just Trick? Like take Trick Williams away? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely can see that happening. Anyway, uh, at Mind Monty with a Y, M O N T Y, 
My Monty Pod uh, on Twitter. I just dropped my latest uh, podcast episode where we kind of take a detour into wrestling, but then also into music. I even reviewed Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal video. It is hilarious. The nine-minute version is is crazy. I did not realize how much stuff I missed in that video. Uh, but yeah, he made movies, you guys. Uh, come listen to me review that and have fun on my latest episode uh, at my Monty Pod on Twitter. You can click the link in my bio, my link tree, or you can just uh, look up Mind of Monty on any of your pod, your favorite podcasting uh, services that you use. So thank you. Excellent. They'll probably call him Trick Trickinson because you know. <laughs> yeah, man. They're, they're going to ruin it, man. Uh, also on yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Across all Google platforms, send us an email at dumbluppodcast.gmail.com and YouTube, dumbluppodcast. We'll let clips and podcasts at the same time. YouTube, and do SoundCloud on your phone. And also Spotify and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. And of course, we'll be back next month for NXT Update. But the next episode is the WNR seven-year anniversary podcast. Eh? Who would have ever believed it and of course Monty hopefully you'll be there along with Gina and Jaxie and and maybe a couple other surprise guests and we'll be looking towards the future we are going to do a top 10 stars of the future on the anniversary show uh but until then Hmm. I have been James Rollins and I was joined Yes, you're going to have to look. You're going to have to look. Uh, I was joined by Monty. Again, it's always a pleasure, never a chore to have you on for NXT Update. Yeah, always fun. Always fun. Like I said, always uh, good to get back into this, catch up with everything that's going on. Even if the shows are brutal, we try to give you guys a fun show talking about that brutal show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Bye. Adios.